Hey, my name is Jeff Nichols, and I'm the, uh, as it says there, I'm the State Director for Child Evangelism Fellowship of Tennessee. And um, uh, we're just real, real excited about the partnership that CEF has now with Free Will Baptist Denomination and partnering to Win Kids to Christ. And so we're just really uh, happy with that. And if you're in the business session just a minute ago, Dr. Moody highlighted that uh, uh, partnership that we have now. So we're just super excited about that partnership. So we want to talk today about reaching kids. And I know that's why you're here. So aren't children amazing? There are 2 billion children in the world today. Out of the 8 billion, 8 billion people in the world, 2 billion of them are, are children. And children are amazing, aren't they? They're just phenomenal. Just all the little ages that they go through and just how inquisitive their minds are, how open their hearts are to Jesus and to new ideas. They're always asking questions, 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 questions. Why, why, why? Children are amazing. Aren't children frustrating? Aren't children frustrating too, right? I mean, children are so frustrating because... They ask so many questions, right? They're just so curious. And why do they ask so many questions? Because they want to know. They want to find out things. They want to learn. They want to learn things like that. And as we look around at the state of children today, uh, we love the children. We love the opportunities that we have with children. But there are some sad things about where we are today, too. This, this disturbs me. When I, every time I see this statistic, it just really disturbs me. One out of three girls and one out of five boys will be sexually abused before they reach 18. Did you know that? Have you ever seen that before? Isn't that disturbing? I mean, just, just it doesn't matter who they are. That's just a broad sweep of everybody. I mean, you look at all the girls, all the boys, and one out of three girls and one out of five boys will be sexually abused. It's a bad world that we live in, a world that's marred by sin and thankfully we have a savior but also a known case of child abuse occurs every 10 seconds and no more than five children die every day from abuse that's the world we live in that is the world we live in it is sad that the two billion children in this world today are living in that world but the good thing is we have the hope of jesus christ and he says in Matthew 18, even so it is, not, it is not the will of your Father, which is in heaven, that one of these little ones should perish. God doesn't want a single one of those two billion children that are alive today uh, to not have an eternity in heaven with him. So thank you for what you're doing, for what you have done. Probably all of you are already working with children or want to reach more children in your church. So thank you for, already, for what you're already doing to reach children. And you just come today to figure out how we can do that better. Because this is God's will. I mean, God's will wants us to reach all generations. And yet we have the opportunity during a certain generation to evangelize boys and girls with the gospel while their hearts are tender, their minds are curious, and they're open to receiving and hearing about the love of Jesus Christ in their lives at that particular time. And you've heard of the 414 window between the ages of 4 and 14, how many children accept Christ. Different statistics out there, between 60 and 85% of people who know Christ today became a Christian while they were between the ages of 4 and 14. That's just crazy to think about that. So if we were looking at purely a financial resources and where we want to invest our money 
in our resources and our time, wouldn't we want to invest the most resources and time in the one that's going in the age group that's going to give us the most payback? Payback, as in the most return for our money. I mean, it's just crazy. But if we look at the way that churches spend money and the way that we give our energy, what does the children's area and children's department in your church get? Like leftovers? Might get a little minuscule, a little part of the budget or whatever. I mean, but we want to evangelize boys and girls with the gospel and reach boys and girls with the gospel. I work, I've uh, been a Frill Baptist all my life. I've been a, a youth pastor and children's pastor for many, many years. And, uh, and the, the church that I was serving at in Nashville, Tennessee, Donaldson Fellowship, uh, for about 25 years, we started, we wanted to reach the children in our neighborhood. Uh, we had a fantastic uh, children's ministry. I mean, we just loved our children's ministry. I felt like we loved on the kids when they came into our church so well, so well. And uh, once the kids came to our church, we'd love on the families and love on the kids. I was the kids pastor for a little while, and then Steve Greenwood became the kids pastor at that church. And I just loved the way our church loved on kids. And then we got introduced to, to something called a good news club in schools. Uh, through Child Evangelism Fellowship, and we were curious about it. I'd never heard about it before, and I said, well, let's check into it. Let's do that. Thankfully, we had three elementary schools within two miles of our church. Like, it's crazy the way that we were situated, and so we chose one of them because uh, Steve's girls went to this one school, and so we said, I wonder if we could do a, an after-school Bible club, a good news club in that school. Well, Steve already had a relationship with that principal of that school, and so he was already serving in that school and helping out in that school. So our church already had a connection to that school. And so it was just natural for us to think about this. And so literally one day, Steve was at the school and he was just walking down the hallway past the principal. He's told me he like turns around to her and says, hey, can we, hey, we've been thinking about doing a Bible club here after school. Is that okay? She said, yeah, that sounds good. Let's do it. <laughs> and just kept walking. Why? Why did that happen? Tell me why that happened. Uh -huh. She's busy. She was busy, but she already knew him. Yeah, they had a relationship with him already. Of course, like you're a church. Of course you want to do a Bible club here. Yeah, we'd love for you to do a Bible club here. You love our kids. We'd love for you to do a Bible club here. So it worked out that way. And we started doing a Bible club there in that school about 10 years ago. And that club is still going on today. And that's when we got exposed to Child Evangelism Fellowship. And what Child Evangelist Fellowship does is they want to evangelize boys and girls with the gospel and disciple them and establish them in the local church and in the Word of God. Evangelize, disciple in the Word of God, and establish them in churches. That's what they want to do, just those three things. And for over 80 years, this ministry has been doing this literally around the world and, uh, and just doing it in, in amazing ways not changing the message, but changing the way, the method that it's done for years and years and years. And so for many years, uh, we were known as the Backyard Bible Club Ministry. I mean, everybody did Backyard Bible Clubs. We have a booth down in the exhibit hall. I've seen some of you guys come by there. And I love hearing the stories of people that come by and they say, oh, yeah, my mom did Backyard Bible Clubs. And, yeah, we, my grandmother did. I mean, just great stories of, of memories of Backyard Bible Clubs. That's why we were known, uh, CF was known for years and years. That was a great way to reach children in your community. I'm actually doing a seminar tomorrow on Backyard Bible Clubs, a little bit different than this, but kind of the same concept. And so, and then somebody decided to start doing a club in a school after, 
uh, after, after school, not during school hours, but after school. And of course the ACLU just absolutely flipped the lid over that. They just did not, didn't think that was right, separation of church and state and whatever. And so um, in, let me see, I got the right one. In 2001, uh, the CEF took a case all the way to the Supreme Court, and in the Supreme Court of the United States of America said, if a public school has any kind of after-school club, they also have to allow a Bible club. And once that ruling came down, it was not just our ministry, but many of the ministries that you're aware of, uh, First Priority, uh, FCA, uh, other ministries like that that are campus ministries, they kind of came under that same umbrella and just said, you know, operated under that same umbrella. And so the school clubs really started taking off after 2001, and school clubs just became one of the fastest ways that we were reaching kids because we partner with churches to reach the kids. And so uh, this has been taking off for now for several decades. And of course, during COVID, it all got shut down and now schools are opening back up and that kind of thing. But Mr., uh, a man named Mr. Overholzer started the ministry uh, over 80 years ago. And last year, there were 19.5 million children reached around the world last year. And almost, there's about 214 or 20 countries in the world. We were in 200 countries last year reaching children. So this is an 80-plus-year-old, time-tested, trained method. And at the same time, to reach those 19 million kids, we trained over 400,000 volunteers just last year alone. 400,000 volunteers. So I'm just telling you that CEF is, I love CEF, obviously. I'm working for them, CEF. I'm biased. But I love CEF, and I think it's a great partner with Free Will Baptist Churches to learn how to go out there and reach children. And these after-school Bible clubs are a great way for us to do it. So I'm going to tell you, I'm going to give you a push today, okay? That's what I want to do. I'm just going to get you, this today is just an on-ramp to you learning, uh, starting to learn about Good News Clubs because there's no way I can tell you everything that you need to know. But the good thing is we probably have CEF directors and workers in your area that can get with you and talk with you specifically about what is allowed in your area. Because there are certain parts of the country, if a school system, like I said, if a school system has any kind of after-school club, they have to allow a Bible club, okay? So that's just the, the rule. And that's the legal law. I mean, if there's anything else besides legal laws. But that's the law is, if, a, if you have any kind of club, you have to allow a Bible club. And so, um, some school districts might not have it. It's like we're outside of Nashville, just north of Nashville. We've got a, a, a county up there that doesn't have any clubs in it. We're trying to get a club started. We have a Friel Baptist Church that wants to start a club in an elementary school. We've had the hardest time because this particular county uh, has a history about 20 years ago. Uh, youth pastors were going into schools and having lunch with their students. And one youth pastor got a little overzealous one time and really started like preaching in the cafeteria and that kind of thing. And they said, nope. And ACLU got involved and like everybody that shut everybody down. They's like, all right, no more youth ministers coming to school to have. And so they're live, still living un under that cloud. And uh, so every, the county that you're in may have a similar or not. I mean, you just have to, 
work with the local CF director to figure out what the situation is in your county to see if this is allowed or not. And so we'll talk about that in a minute. So uh, there's just all kinds of situations like that that we want to work with you to reach children most of all. We want to work with you to reach children. And so a great way for us to do that is through the Good News Club. So what is a Good News Club? What is a Good News Club? A Good News Club is a club where uh, you have trained teachers that are from your church, uh, that kids are coming uh, that, to be taught by these trained teachers with parents' permission. They're going to hear a Bible lesson, songs, memory verses. So let's go through this one by one. Trained teachers, CEF is going to be responsible for the training. Like I said, we take training very, very seriously. And CEF is going to be responsible for the training of your teachers. Uh, they're going to train them how to do a club, how to do all the parts of the club, how to lead a child to Christ. Uh, using the colors of the wordless book, uh, more than likely. And so if you're not familiar with the, the little wordless book colors, everybody's probably seen those, right? Seen the colors of the wordless book before, talking about, and this comes in a bunch of different forms, bracelets, you know, soccer balls, all kinds of stuff. It's just an easy way for a, for a kid to understand visually what it means to follow Christ, that we talk about God being a creator God. He's in heaven. He's a holy God. But guess what? We have a problem because God does not allow sin into heaven. And the Bible says that all of us are sinners and our penalty of sin is death and we have eternal separation from God. But the good news is Jesus Christ died on the cross and paid the penalty for our sin through his blood. And because of that, we can be forgiven. We can be forgiven and be white as snow, and we can live with him in heaven forever. So just, that's just like the 22nd version of it that you can expand on it. So it's just an easy way for kids to understand it, and an easy way for kids to visually see something and hear something at the same time. And so we train your teachers, we train your volunteers how to do that. Now they have to have parents' permission to come to the club before they come to the club, because in, on the parent permission form, it is very, very obvious this is a Bible club. Like, that's not, there's no bait and switch going on. This is a Bible club. And we, uh, uh, at our church in Nashville, we started one club, and then we started a different club. We started another club. We had two clubs going on at one time. And the second club was started in a school that had uh, 900 students, elementary students in this um, school, uh, kindergarten through fourth grade, from 34 different countries. It was just crazy how diverse the school was. I mean, we would show up there in the afternoon for a for club and they would all be lined up in the hallways to get ready to, to leave. I mean, it looked like you were walking through the United Nations. I mean, it was just like beautiful. It was just like every color of brown you can imagine and a few little white kids sprinkled in there. I mean, it was just, it was just awesome. It, we loved being there. But it took us two years to get that club started there even though the principal came to our church because about a third of that school is Muslim and we had started advertising and talking about it and somebody got to somebody up in the school system and said like, you can't do this, you can't, we tried to really, really stop us and then God eventually worked it out because, because um, there was a lady, there was a principal there, oh, well this, this principal got the lady from our um, church eventually got the club started. Then she left. We're like, okay, is the next principal gonna be, still going to be able to stand up to the 
you know, one-third of Muslim parents here. Uh, and we were real nervous about the club starting back that next year. And the lady, the principal, um, our club leader went to meet with the principal. And she said, we would love to do a Bible club here. And the principal started crying. Like, okay, what's the story? She said, I'm from the Philippines. When I was home this summer, before I left, a family member came up to me and hugged my neck and held me real close and whispered in my ear and said, when you go back and you're a principal, someone's going to come to your office and ask if they can do a Bible club in your school. She said, and you're that person today. So, yes, you can do a Bible club in our school. God. I mean, God. Only God, right? And that Bible club, the first week we had one girl and five team members. The second week we had one girl and five team members. The third week we had one girl and five of us teaching her. We're like, God, is this what you want? I mean, you, you set this up supernaturally. What's happening? You know, what, do we need to go to another school or whatever? Fourth week, she brought a friend with her. And then by the end of the school year, there's about 20 kids in that school. And the Kurdish teacher came by one day and looked in there and saw some of the Kurdish kids in there. And she said, blah, 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 you know, in Kurdish, like, and tried to yank them out of the club and like no 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 now you can't you can't do that they're our responsibility and they have parents permission that's where i jumped off parents permission they have parents per, parents have given permission for them to be here and they know it's a bible club and she did not like it at all she did not like them teaching us teaching that those kurdish kids the bible so you have got you have to get parents permission for them to come and then they're taught a bible lesson with a clear presentation of the gospel get this now Every single lesson has the gospel woven into it. Every lesson has the gospel. A lot of lessons will have a lot of lesson series. You'll just teach for a few weeks and then you'll have the gospel. Like uh, I heard about a lady that was in Sunday school and she was like, she was teaching that kind of a series. You know, it was like teach for three weeks and then share the gospel at the last day. And two weeks in, one of the little kids said, I want to become a Christian. And the teacher froze like, this is not the week. <laughs> you know, it's not time to become a Christian yet. Because <clears throat> she just wasn't used to that. CF has the gospel woven into every single lesson that we share. Every lesson is going to tell them the colors, the concepts behind the colors of this wordless book. So just think if you have children that you're meeting with every week, and every week they hear... God is creator God. God is holy. And, but God does not allow sin into heaven. We're all sinners. All of us have sinned. You know what sin is? Sin is anything we think, say, or do that breaks God's laws. And, but, but, but thank goodness we have Jesus Christ who paid the price for our sin. And because of that, we can have our sins forgiven and we can live in heaven with him forever. Hear that every single lesson, doesn't matter if it's Joseph, Esther, Peter, Paul, Mary, <laughs> doesn't matter. Like it doesn't matter who it is, they are going to hear the gospel every week and every lesson. And then what happens and what God does, 
you know how to teach kids, right? All of you know how to teach kids, the key to teaching kids, especially younger kids, repetition, repetition, repetition. That's why Blue's Clues shows the same program five days in a row. It's the repetition, repetition, repetition. And so by doing that, then at the end of club time, every single week, we give kids an opportunity to come back. We'll, we'll end by club time by saying, okay, now bow your heads and close your eyes. If you want to talk to someone about what it means to be a Christian, or you just have questions or want to pray with somebody, will you show me by raising your hand? Very important wording. That's why training is so important. By saying, if you want to be a Christian, raise your hand. Kids can think, I raised my hand so I became a Christian, right? But you say, show me by raising your hand. Okay, you can put your hand down. Now, if you raise your hand when I get through done praying, then meet me at the back, in the back of the room back there at the corner, and, uh, and I want to talk to you about that. So you pray, and then show them to the back, and then come to the back. And when they come to the back, we train our volunteers to ask discerning questions. You don't just start sharing. Here it is, blah, 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 20 seconds. Are you ready to pray? I mean, we ask discerning questions of why they came back. Why did you come back here today? Why did you come back here today? Why did you come back here today? And if they can tell us that, then we want them to, to, to walk through these steps and, and sharing salvation with them. And by doing so, you know, if, and, and it's okay even to say, I don't know. Well, why don't you go back up and play the review game with the other kids? That's part of training. We, we, we teach them to say, hey, that's all right. Why don't you go back up there and, and we'll, we can talk about that later. So because you might have four or five kids come back all at the same time and you have to one at a time, you know, ask the, ask the questions and figure things out with them. So we're going to have a clear presentation of the gospel every single time, every single time, uh, every single lesson and give them an opportunity to talk to somebody about what it means. All right. So we're not going to just have questions at the end. If you have a question, put the break sign on and just uh, go ahead and ask that question. OK. Any questions so far? Any questions so far? Okay, so that Bible lesson is, this, is, the, is the core of the whole Good News Club. Uh, the core of the whole Good News Club. Literally, if you show up and the principal says, hey, we've got a weather alert, you've only got 15 minutes in club, guess what we're going to do? The Bible lesson. Yeah, we're going to do the Bible lesson because we want them to hear that. And then you're going to do songs and memory verses, missionary stories and review games again. All this is part of the training that you're going to be receiving at, in, order to, in order to do the club. And each of your volunteers are going to be proficient at each one of those. They're going to learn how to do review games. We're going to have, teach how to teach memory verses. We have a set pattern of the way that we teach a memory verse. So we don't want to just say, hey, here's a memory verse. Let me cover up this word. Okay, now let's say it again. Okay, let's cover up that word and let's say it again. It's just not about repetition well, we use the IPAIR method, I-P-E-A-R. We're going to introduce the verse to them. We're going to show them by presenting the verse to them. We're going to explain any unfamiliar words to them or words they're not familiar with, words or concepts they're not familiar with. We're going to apply it to their life because the Word of God is meant to be applied, not just for information, it's meant for transformation. And then we're going to repeat it six to eight times. And by using little games that may be cover-up games, 
Girl, say it once. Boy, say it once. Let's say it really high. Let's say it really low. I mean, all those things in between. And you're going to just, and they don't know that you kind of have a, a clicker going on. Okay, have we done it eight times yet? But over the course of that time, they're going to say it six or eight times. And if you say something out loud six or eight times, you, you're going to remember it, right? You're going to remember it. And God puts those verses away in their hearts, files them away for future use. And just like you, if you have verses that you memorized when you were a kid, I mean, they'll just pop in your head sometimes like, where'd that come from? Like, what's that? What's that about? The only way that you remembered that verse is because you memorized that verse. And so putting those verses away is a way that God is going to use those verses in the future to do. So we do the same thing with the songs. We introduce it, then we present the song. We explain any key concepts that they're not familiar with. We apply it to their life, and then we repeat it, repeat it, repeat it. Okay? So there's a method to that. That's all part of the, part of the, um, part of the story. And so, um, this, all right, any questions about those things yet? So that's kind of the concept of the club. So a, a, a good news club in a school would look like, all right, bell rings uh, in our school. Okay, bus 23 can go, bus 42 can go. All right, walkers can go. Good News Club kids can, come to, can go to Good News Club. So it's one day a week at the school. And uh, they come to the gym, cafeteria, classroom, whatever room that you've been assigned by the principal. They come to that room, they walk in, we want to give them a little snack because kids need a little snack, a little something something after school. Uh, give them a little snack and then they go into little groups. Depending on the size of your group, it might be kindergarten, first grade, second grade, third grade, fourth grade. It might be kindergarten and first grade, second and third grade, third and fourth grade, whatever. You have shepherd leaders that are in charge of those groups and they're just welcoming the kid. Brittany, it's good to see you. Kaylee, where you been? Hey, how was soccer last week? And they're, they're your church. I mean, they're your, they're your flock. You're getting to know those students. You're really getting to know their names. Make sure you know their names. You don't have to have, have to know the kids' names of everybody there, but you're going to know your group's names and really get to know them and pray for them and, uh, and get to know them really well. And you're going to ask them, hey, you remember the memory verse from last week? Remember the memory verse we've been working on? Yeah, I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against God. Yeah, that's good. You've got a, a roll sheet that you're taking, that you're taking on that. Uh, did you do your devotion from last week? A lot of chapters, depending on where you are, will have a devotional page that goes right along with the lesson that they've heard that week. So that's an opportunity for them to read God's word every day or five days of, of seven days. And if they bring that devotion page back, then they get a star for that or something. And you can have, have some points build up and at the end of the unit have a treasure chest or something like that if you want to, but you don't have to. And so you're just getting to know the kids like that, and then we'll have a Jesus can. A Jesus can is a literal can, has Jesus can on it, because we want them to know Jesus can answer prayer. Jesus can answer prayer. So we ask them for their prayers, for their prayer requests, in that small group time where it's not with everybody that can be personal with you. Remember Kaylee was in my group, third grade group, Every single week, she would pray for her mom and dad. Every week, she would pray for her mom and dad. And one week was especially, she said, I want my mom and dad to kiss again. Because they were going through a divorce. I want my mom and dad to kiss again. 
So we, we prayed for Kaylee's mom and dad every single week. And then they write those uh, papers down on a little slip of paper, and they go up and put their prayer request in the Jesus can, because we want them to have a visual of Jesus can do that. And by the way, I forgot this while ago in the Bible lesson. For every Bible lesson, can you, everybody's got Bibles on your phone. Am I looking at the Bible, or am I looking at my email? Right? Am I reading from the Bible? Or am I reading from my email? Visually, just the visual picture that you want a kid to have. There's nothing wrong with Bibles on phones. I love Bibles on phones. But in club time, we want you them to have a visual picture of seeing someone standing in front of them holding a Bible. And we teach the Bible. I mean, we teach the Bible. Not just... That might, I mean, you're going to have to mark it up and like, we're going to turn over here and you turn over here. And, well, Judges says this and actually over here and um, Daniel says this. And I mean, you, they, won't, they, they need to see you turning, turning pages, not have them all written down on one page, on one blank thing. Like, you're just reading it. Well, they're thinking, and when we're teaching a memory verse, I'm sorry I'm a little bit scattered. I just, there's so many things I want to tell you. Uh, but when we're teaching a memory verse, we'll have the poster of the memory verse up here. We'll have the poster, and we'll say, okay, you look at those words, and I'm going to turn away, and I'm going to read it from my Bible. And I want to make sure that what we're reading from the Bible is on that poster, because we can put anything on a poster. But we want you to know these are God's words that are on that poster, okay? So it's just really, really important to have, uh, have the Bible, and we want to teach them teach them about the Bible. And so we're teaching them the Bible, giving them the visuals of seeing them do that and, and do that and seeing the visual of that Jesus can, take all, the ver take all the requests out of that Jesus can, distribute it to the team, just our team. If your church has a prayer ministry, you know, even distribute to them, maybe mark out some letters in the names or whatever to keep it anonymous. But just praying, you want as much prayer support as you possibly can. And then your team is going to be making, again, three uh, aspects of what we're going to do. Evangelize boys and girls with the gospel. Second one was evangelize and disciple. And the third one was establish them in a local church for Christian living. We want you connecting to that kid, connecting to that, to that family. And so club time comes. Um, you're getting to know these kids. Ideally, that shepherd is reaching out to your little group and get to know, and you're, you're talking to the parents of that group and your little group. And then after small group time, they all come together for the songs and the missionary story and the Bible lesson and the review games. And then you get, they get dismissed to, just like they get dismissed from school, just in the, in the same way. Missionary story. Uh, let me grab one back here. All these things are back here. Uh, missionary story. This is not a missionary story. This is a Bible lesson flashcard thing. But on the missionary story, we just really teach people like Jonathan uh, uh, Taylor, you know, different, different people. We teach people how to, how to use the flashcards if you're not using a, a, a PowerPoint, how to use the flashcards, how to turn the page without showing the next page. Again, this all comes down to training. Turn the next page without showing the, the following page and then telling the missionary story. And then they went into the jungle and 
you got to come back tomorrow and find out the rest of the story. A lady walked by our booth yesterday. She said, I learned how to do that when I was 13 years old. She was in her 50s. She said, I learned how to do that when I was 13 years old. She teaches in a Christian school now. She said, I use the, the CEF missionary stories in our Christian school chapel every week. And I still use that same technique. Of, and they went into the jungle, and, and we'll find out next week. But, you know, keep them coming back. So little techniques like that. Uh, just as are all part of the training. So the kids are going to go home. Again, the, the team really wants to make sure you're connecting not just to the kid, but to the family, to the child, but to the family also. And this is the part of the three things that we do, evangelize, disciple, establish. This is the hardest part because this cannot be done sitting there in the, in the gym at the school. This has got to be done outside somehow. So Steve Greenwood, Steve and Katie Greenwood lead our club, and uh, uh, they do a fantastic job of leading, of leading that club. She, they're phenomenal, as you know, they're phenomenal. We were like, we got the best. But Steve is just so good at pastoring also, and he, um, and he uh, has, did, does a really, really good job of following up the families and talking, you done? Okay. Um, talking to the families and following up with the families. So he told me recently, he said, I was, I was calling all the families in the club. There's probably 30 kids in this club. So, you know, 20, 20 families or so probably. He was calling all the families in the club and he said, I honestly didn't want to do it. Like I, I was kind of begrudgingly doing it, but just kind of felt prompted by God to do it. So he was calling the families in this club and one of the ladies has two kids in the club. And just as he was talking to her, you know how you, you get kind of a nudge from the Holy Spirit, like something's going on. It's like, I don't know quite what's going on, but something's going on. Come to find out the lady, they're homeless. Like they're, she is taking her kids to school every day, but they don't have a permanent home. They're couch surfing, you know, moving in with the family and moving in with the family and moving in and moving around. She didn't have, she had a car that wasn't reliable, so she was having to Uber every day to take her kids to school and then go to work, and you can imagine how much that was costing every day. And he, he found out about this. God, right? God. And God, in that team of people that was in that school, the wife of somebody from that church owned a, the, her husband owned a car dealership, a used car dealership. That car dealership gave that family a $20,000 car, gave it to them, and then worked with that family to find permanent housing for them. And Katie was just telling me uh, about an hour ago that that family was over at their house for Mother's Day. And she's like, hey, I just want you to know, like, you're not a project to us. Like, we're not doing this as a project. Like, you're, you're our friend. And she's like, no one has ever treated me like this before. <laughs> that's, that's what it's about. Is, are those situations going to come up? Yeah. Because it's more than just doing a club. It's being involved in reaching kids in the community, going where they are. Because I realized... Uh, as we were going and doing that club, I was so glad we were going to the school to do that club 
because we had a wonderful church. I mean, kid, Steve Greenwood was our kids pastor. I mean, it was amazing. It was awesome. But if, if we were waiting on the families to come to us and then love on them, you know, like they had to walk through our doors first in order for us to love. And uh, Braden was one of the third graders in my group. And the year before COVID, uh, Braden came to the back one day at the end of club. I said, Braden, why don't you come back here? He said, I want to do that Christian thing. I said, man, I'd love to show you how to do that Christian thing. And so we walked through wordless book using the Bible. He prayed a little sweet little third grade boy prayer. You know, you love those little third grader prayers, just confessing, admitting, you know, just, just doing all that and, then, and um, claiming Jesus as, as a savior. And I said, Braden, does your family go to church anywhere? He said, now remember, we're sitting in the school gym. He said, I come here. Like we were his church. And I poked around a little bit more. I said, you mean you're, you guys are looking for our church or what? He said, no. And what came out of his mouth next, I think, is the reason I'm doing what I'm doing today. Because he said, no, I've never been to church. Nine years old, about nine, ten years old, living in Nashville. You know, churches everywhere. And I was so glad our church was going to where he was and telling him about Jesus. Because if we were waiting on his family to come to our church, we were going to wait forever. They had no reason to come to our church. They didn't know Jesus. They didn't know Jesus and had no desire to know Jesus. So we were taking the gospel to him. And I was so glad that we did. So it's just a great way to go to where kids are and tell them about Jesus right there. So if you want to do this, like I said, this is just getting you started. I can't tell you everything. Uh, my card is on the back table. Grab a card. Stop by the CF booth in the exhibit area. There's a QR code that's on that panel there and shoot that QR code. They're going to send you some free resources. But then after they send you that free resources, then head, it goes to headquarters and then headquarters is going to send, that, send your information to your state director like I am for Tennessee. And then that state director is going to find the person in your location that's going to help you in your area. Okay, so that's the next steps for you to take if you want to, if you want to learn more about that. Talk to your pastor about this. Talk to staff members, whoever it is about this. Uh, and then with your principal, with your CF director, once you get a relationship with them, go talk to the principal. Now, the perfect setup is your church already has a relationship with the school. And then this is just the next step evolution in that relationship. But even if you don't have a relationship with the school yet, you can, you can start this conversation uh, with them. Then you got to recruit your team of volunteers. The great thing is four to six people can do this. Four to six people can do that. I mean, you don't need 50 people to do this. Four to six people can do this and then get training from your CF chapter. Everybody does it a little bit different. It's basically the same thing, but everybody does it a little bit differently. And then um, promote and start the club in school. And you can start the club anytime. It's best to start it uh, at the beginning of school. We wait one month after school starts to get away from the beginning of school stuff. And we end one month before school ends because you get away from all the end of school stuff. So you just kind of run in that and run on the school calendar. Okay? And so that's kind of it.